Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We are continuing our series on reconciliation this week, and it's week three, and Bonnie is going to speak to us about that. And so I'll just pray for us as we listen to her. Lord Jesus, thank you for Bonnie. Pray your blessing on her and Rob and their family today. Thank you for this subject of reconciliation, Lord. And we just pray that as we hear uh, your words through Bonnie today, that our hearts would be touched and that you would show us what our response should be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hi folks, it's great to be with you today. Um, I must say I really do miss being together and gathering together and seeing your lovely faces as um, we come together on, on Sundays. So today we are continuing our series um, on reconciliation, looking through the books um, of Colossians and we also looked at Philemon. Um, if you haven't seen the two previous talks, I'd really encourage you to do that. Chris kicked us off a couple of weeks ago in the book of Philemon, looking at a really practical example of reconciliation um, and how God calls us to be reconciled and kind of what that journey looks like and kind of acknowledging that sometimes it's quite hard to do that. Uh, Mandy last week uh, reminded us that reconciling with Jesus is our starting point. That's where we need to, to start with this reconciliation journey is to be reconciled with him. And today we are kind of taking the next step in that. In the next few weeks, we're going to be looking sort of more practically at being reconciled with each other, whether it's through sort of humanity more broadly or friendships and our culture. Um, but today we are going to be looking at being reconciled with our past. We're going to... Um, look at the book of Colossians now chapter 2 and we're going to read verses 6 to 15 together so why don't you get out your bible um, although the words will come up on the screen as well let's read so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you are also circumcised, with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. 
he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now, I don't know about you, but there were some things in that passage that really jumped out to me. Things that, um, you know, that Paul is saying about who we are now that we have Christ, now that we're reconciled with Christ and that we have been, um, we are now with Christ. What does that mean for our lives? I love how just in the beginning, the chapter, um, sorry, verse six and seven, he talks, Paul talks about now that you've received Christ, continue to live your lives. So it's this idea that it's this way that we choose now to live. And the way that he calls us to live is to be rooted in Christ. And rooted, you know, as I think about that, that is sort of the depth and intimacy that we have with Jesus. That place where that peace that passes all understanding comes from that deep, deep trust that we have of Jesus and that we would live our lives rooted firmly in him, that we would also live our lives built up in him, that we would be able to trust him as we step out, as we take risks, as we step into the transformed lives that God is calling us to. that we would also be strengthened in our faith. You know, for a lot of us, that's a, you know, that's a journey of faith. Um, and as we live our lives in Christ, he strengthens us in our faith. As we learn to hear his voice, as we learn to partner with him, as we step out, you know, John Wimber always said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You know, it's a risky thing, but, in Jesus, we know that we um, are not stepping out into nothing, that we can trust him. And then I love how he ends this, um, these verses with an overflowing with thankfulness. You know, people who live their lives in Christ are rooted, built up, strengthened in faith and overflowing with thankfulness. He goes on to talk about how, you know, we've been buried with with Christ, our old self has died and we are now raised to life, our new selves, um, how, you know, we're dead in our sins, how uh, Christ's circumcision has gotten rid of the old and, and now there's just the new and he's nailed that to the cross. I don't know about you, I mean, on one hand, that makes me really excited and I'm like, yes. But on the other hand, I know the reality of my own life and I know the reality of my world. <laughs> and uh, that's not always easy. And I think particularly around as we try and do life together with others. You know, I don't always remember that I'm rooted in Christ. Sometimes I do feel quite... Um, battered back and forth. That peace eludes me and I feel quite uh, anxious and stressed. I don't feel built up in Christ because um, it feels too risky to step out and, or I've tried things and I've got hurt or they failed 
or you know um, somebody hurt me I don't feel strengthened in my faith in fact I feel like sometimes I've tried to pray for people or I've tried to step out in faith and it's not really worked you know maybe somebody wasn't healed maybe I thought I had a word from the Lord maybe I trusted and believed the Lord for something and I and it didn't happen and certainly the overflowing with thankfulness I don't know about you but there are days at the moment where I have to when as I wake up I have to be so intentional about being thankful for what I have and actively looking so these things don't just flow out of my my life naturally and maybe it does for you and um, that's awesome and I do find that they, the, these things as we then have to be church and you know come together as one um, in the Lord that sometimes that's a really really hard thing to do I think one of the things that I've learned is that stuff from my past really does affect who I am now and this can be both in positive and negative so it's not you know just a negative thing but I realize that often we are afraid of um, digging into stuff of the past or we are um, we have the view of you know what we can't change the past so just put it behind you and walk on and just just ignore it but the fact is the things in our pasts whether they things you know circumstances that we've been born into um, so life has just happened around us and there's been trauma in that whether it's uh, where people have actually hurt us um, and uh, there's been damage to relationship um, whether it's been our own choices of sinfulness that have caused consequences you know all those things shape who we are and make us who we are and Jesus has redeemed all of that he's redeemed every single thing in that but sometimes it feels like those things haven't changed you know I am reminded of um, what Paul says in Romans where he's in Romans 12 2 he says do not sorry I'm just gonna get that now he says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you know it's this reminder that there is yes Jesus has won it for us on the cross that we are these these new creations but there's also a journey of walking into that there's a journey of being transformed that Jesus is calling us to where there's daily choices that we have to make all Jesus did has opened up the way for us to be free and to be healed Jesus has done it all and we can be fully reconciled with him and fully reconciled with each other and ourselves at the same time there are effects of life that bring that come from just living in a sinful world and means that we need the healing transformation 
of Jesus completely. Jesus kind of both, both immediately transforms us and also invites us to a journey of walking out that transformation. So I guess how do we know, you know, what are some of the indicators that we might need to be reconciled to our past? I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with somebody or um, something has happened and you have felt yourself react and it's been disproportionate. You know in your head that the situation is one thing but what you feel and the emotion that comes up is another thing and often it's much stronger. Um, one of the examples uh, for me is, you know, um, some of my past and my past story is, is one of rejection. And so when Rob and I got married, um, you know, I, I knew Jesus, I knew he saved me, I knew he had not rejected me, and I knew Rob had chosen me in being his wife. But every now and then when he just, you know, as we all do, did silly things or made mistakes, for me there would be this deep sense of rejection that was completely disproportionate to the thing that he had done. And I had realized that there was a journey, a journey of me walking into that freedom that Jesus had paid when he saved and healed that rejection in me. You know, sometimes we find ourselves emotionally stuck. You know, we're going round and round in the same thing and things aren't changing. They just keep coming back up again. You know, it's that old lie that time is a healer. Well, Jesus is the only healer. And yes, sometimes he takes time, but Jesus is the healer in that. What about for some of us, it might be that there's someone that we need to forgive that we just can't forgive. These are all little indicators that there's something deeper going on. And often they, it comes from places in our past that we haven't reconciled with yet. Maybe it's a, like I said, a situation that you found yourself in, whether born into or just in life circumstances. Or maybe it's, there's a relationship where you were incredibly hurt. Or maybe there were some choices that you made. All those things when not resolved and when not reconciled with, do shape and influence us and our lives. Now, I love this because, um, oh, there's a picture I just wanna show you. It, so I'm quite a visual person and I was, um, you know, just trying to think about how do I visualize this? And um, so I found this picture this picture is of a very overloaded bus and um, having all these unresolved things, whatever, whatever they are, sometimes they are smaller, sometimes they are bigger, but if they're unresolved, they just sit in the bus and it's like we keep packing the bus in. And then when we come to Jesus, we ask Jesus to come in, but sometimes there's no space. And so Jesus 
very kindly doesn't go, oh, well, there's no space for me. He actually waits and he says to us, I'll work with you to get rid of this stuff. And so it's like Jesus comes, sort of stands at the door of that bus and he goes, okay, let's go through the first suitcase. That person that you really struggled to forgive, let's open that suitcase. Let's have a look in there. Let's work that through. Let's figure out where it's come from. Let me heal and transform that. Let's close the suitcase once we've done that and let's chuck it away. And slowly, bit by bit, he helps us remove items from that bus to the point where we then have space in our hearts and our minds for Jesus. And we invite him in and then we invite other people into that. And we can love people and we have capacity for people. You know, this is not navel gazing. It's being people who are aware of, of ourselves. It's true transformation and healing in Jesus when we can accept and love ourselves as we are. You know, one of the big things that, that I've learned over the years is that in order to let things go, I have to own it. Now, it doesn't mean that it's who I am. It doesn't mean that it defines me. But, you know, you can only let go what you're holding. And so as I have thought through situations where I've felt hurt or situations where something has happened and I can feel something in me react, I've learned to ask the Lord to show me what it is and then to take ownership of it in order to let it go you know Jesus doesn't want us to be like that bus <laughs> all overloaded and then when he calls us to love our neighbors and love other people and step out in faith and risk and 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 delve into intimacy with him that it feels um, overwhelming that's not what he's called us to He's called us to a life where we can have all those things because he has, we have allowed him in to heal the stuff that prevents that. So I guess the question is, as we sort of come into land as well, how do we reconcile with our past? Now, there are lots of different ways and in, um, there is lots of really good material out there in, in terms of healing um, and reconciling with our past or healing our past. But I, as I was praying, preparing for today, I just felt the Lord give me three really easy things. And they're both, both, <laughs> and all three begin with G, so they should be easy to remember. The first is, the first G is to guard, uh, guard our hearts. I don't know about you, but I find that, um, I actually often will guard myself against Jesus when I'm feeling hurt or when there's pain. And the fact is, is that Jesus is the only healer. He is the only one that can speak into our lives. He is the only one who has already done everything for us to be new creations, 
for us to have the capacity to love him and love others and love ourselves. He is the only one. And so we need to guard our heart against the right things. You know, we need to go to him first. We need to let him speak into our situations. We need to guard ourselves from the lies of the enemy that would come to, to kill and destroy. That's his purpose, is to pull you down and make you completely ineffective. So we need to guard ourselves. The second thing is we need to ask for guidance. We need to allow Jesus to guide us. You know, once we have gone to the Lord and we've opened ourselves up to him, we need to allow him to guide us, to tell us what the next step is. I don't know about you, but sometimes situations can feel quite overwhelming. Um, and particularly when we're feeling hurt and quite emotional, it is really hard to know where do I start? And we can get almost overwhelmed to the point where we become incapacitated and we do nothing. But Jesus will always show us what the next step is. His guidance is there. He loves us. He doesn't want us to just get rid of things quickly. He wants us to do the journey because he knows it makes us the people he created us to be. You know, sometimes he, in guidance, he gives us other people. Prayer ministry, for one, is one of those places where the Holy Spirit used uses us to minister to each other and speak to each other there's counseling sometimes it's just an opportunity to process through things um, sometimes it's a bit of accountability that you need that actually you need to talk with others uh, regularly to be accountable i do also find that forgiveness is often quite key in this thing the Lord reminding me to let go and forgive and release people and also repentance true repentance bringing those things before the Lord you know God is kind he's kind and gracious and he loves us and the third the third way is possibly the hardest way but it's actually where the rubber hits the road and that is grow to actually walk in the freedom and the maturity that God is calling us to that as he as we guard ourselves and, and we go to him and we allow him to speak into us um, as we allow Jesus to guide us we need to step into those things that he has shown us and told us and that's hard. Sometimes that's quite confronting. But as I've said a few times to myself and, and to others, the only way through is through. There's no shortcut to maturity. There's no shortcut to the fullness of Jesus. There's no shortcut to living this new life that Jesus has called us to. There's only through Jesus and through. I just uh, love to take some time now just to pray. Um, my heart is that if there are things 
that have been hindering you from working, walking into the fullness of what Jesus has for you. That maybe this morning he has brought those to light or prompted them. And I just uh, want to ask the Holy Spirit to come and begin to minister into that. So uh, why don't you uh, just find a space. Now, I do acknowledge that for some people this is possibly crazy time and children are running around. Um, so either feel free to do it in the middle of the chaos or maybe to find some time a little bit later. Um, but if you're able to right now, why don't you just find a position where uh, you feel uh, you can be open with the Lord. And uh, let's invite the Holy Spirit, not because he hasn't been here already, but because we want to acknowledge his work and, and recognize and partner with the work that he's doing in each of us. So Holy Spirit, we invite you now into our hearts. Thank you for the things that you have been saying to us and the things that you have been prompting in us. Jesus, first I want to thank you that you are good and kind and loving. That you do not come to condemn us. And so Lord, I just pray right now for those who know that they need healing and reconciliation with their past. Lord, as we've spoken about maybe some difficult situations or maybe people who have hurt them or maybe some, own, some of their own sin um, that has caused pain and circumstances. Ask Holy Spirit that you would come right now and you would minister to that space. I just feel reminded that, you know, there's, there's no condemnation in Jesus and there's no shame. His heart is always for freedom, for reconciliation, and for walking into the new life that he has called you to. Holy Spirit, would you come and heal those, post, those past hurts, Lord? Where those hurts are preventing people from stepping into who they are from taking risks where you want them to take risks, from extending forgiveness where you're calling them to extend forgiveness. Father, would you come and minister and bring your healing? I just pray as well, Lord, that you would guide them as to what the next step is. I just pray if there's anyone who's feeling overwhelmed at the moment by, um, by that sense of their past and being stuck in things. Lord, would you just show them that next first step? Thank you, Lord. And Lord, for those who are walking out this new life and are tired, are tired and battle weary, would you come right now and would you Give your strength and Lord, would you equip them with all that they need? So Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you that you are good and kind and that you love us. 
And we ask that you would be with us as we take this journey of being reconciled with our past so that we can be reconciled with others. In Jesus' name, amen.